Baphomet uses the power of the ley lines to travel from the place of its birth on the Temple Mountain Jerusalem across the ocean to the United States and takes on the form of these local legendary cryptids. Welcome back to Icker and Ink, where we dredge the depths of the horrific and hilarious in all their gore and glory. I am, as always, Micah. I'm Chelsea. And today we are going straight ham on the Pope Lick monster. But not only that, we are getting into some heavy lore this episode. The wickedest man ever, ley lines, and even Baphomet make an appearance here. So sit back, relax, and let us tell you a tale that you have not heard anywhere else. We are two authors who love telling stories, and this is Icker and Ink. What started out as a day of adventure and romance quickly turned into one of tragedy and death. David Nee and Roquel Bain had just begun dating. They were young, athletic, audacious, and in love. Nee was a world-class martial arts instructor and criminal justice student. He was also working on his pilot's license. Bain was a surgical assistant and a mother of a young boy named River. She was known as Rocky to her friends and co-workers due to her never-die attitude and fearlessness. She was kind and welcoming. She had even had a group of popular unpopulars that she would often invite outsiders or outcasts to join, ensuring that no one ever felt left out. They had their whole lives ahead of them and were ready to take on the world and the public monster. Unfortunately, the curse of the infamous Kentucky Goatman changed all of that. It's just so sad, a very pretty young girl who had her whole life in front of her, the deputy coroner told the local paper, it's just so preventable. On April 23rd, 2016, Nee and Bain booked a two-hour paranormal tour in Louisville, Kentucky. Both being avid hikers and both having a love and curiosity for all things supernatural, they decided on a detour to kill time before the tour started. Bain had seen stories of the preternatural beast that made its home on an old trestle bridge in the Fisherville area of Louisville. When I saw the bridge, the thing looked so rickety. I thought it was out of service, Nee told officials during their investigation. It was Russian roulette to try and walk across it. But when Bain extended her hand, eyes full of encouragement and promise, Nee took hold. The dirt and gravel path was overgrown. It was apparent that there had not been much foot traffic here for some time, but there had been some, at least, because despite the numerous no trespassing signs and the six-foot fence topped with barbed wire, there was an easily enough perceivable path through the growth leading to a weak point in the fence that one could easily push through. Before they knew it, Bain and Nee were standing at the edge of a 100-foot-tall, 742-foot-long trestle bridge. Bane regaled Nee with tales of the Popelik monster that she had seen online, including a 1988 short film. And while she was not convinced that the monster was real, 
She was eager to do everything in her power to prove it one way or the other. Nee later said, we only dated a month, but I've never been so impacted by anyone as much as her. She was one in a million. Bane had read one must cross the bridge in its entirety, east to west, in order to summon the Goatman. So that's exactly what they did. About halfway across the Popelick trestle, the old bridge began to shake. The iron rails began to rattle. A train was coming. David would later state that they never even heard the train until it was too late. Nee and Bane began to run, but soon realized they would never make it in time. Nee leapt over the side and wrapped his arms and legs around the metal edge of the structure. He rode out the horrendous event from beneath the bridge, able to walk away with nothing more than a scar on his arm where the train connected with him for just a moment. Bane was not so lucky. She never made it to the safety of the underbridge. She was struck head-on and thrown off the side of the bridge. Nee was forced to watch her body plummet 100 feet to the ground below. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw her body go flying. It's a nightmare waking up each day and realizing that it was not a dream. Was this just sheer bad luck? Was this just another example of what happens when you don't heed the warnings? Or was this the act of the hideous and heinous Kentucky Goatman? Now let's get down to business and get learnt about the Pope Lick Monster. Oh. What's up, Chelsea? We got we're starting strong today. Dude, I um wow, full we're body strong chills. Today, girl. That was like really emotional. <laughs> it's uh, it's really it's a really sad uh, sad like, story and a true true story. You can look up the names. It's a it's a really sad story. Uh, can I, you imagine? I have what, no idea why that struck me so hard, uh, but it did. It, it uh, really did. To be honest, it struck me a little bit too. I was starting to get a little goose flesh when I was reading it, but it's probably yeah. because I'm such a good storyteller that uh, I, I could read you the back of a cereal box and you'd probably get you'd probably get touched. So uh, it's, it's probably true. It's probably true. Yeah. What a what a um, what a powerful story to start off with, and one so recent. So yeah. yeah, how cool is that? Normally, we have to go way back in time to uh, to kind of start core. with the story. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we we got to start here. Uh, pretty pretty recent, 2016. Now we do go way back. Uh, I promised you some. Uh, I promised you some good stuff, and we're gonna get there. So uh, yeah, why don't you uh, why don't you take it for a minute? The Popelick monster is a half man, half goat creature that is reported to inhabit the Fisherville area under the Norfolk Southern Railroad trestle that spans Floyd's Fork Creek in Louisville, Kentucky. The trestle in this case is a metal framework elevated bridge used by the Norfolk Southern Railroad. The Norfolk Southern Railroad has been in business a long time, since 1827 in fact, and has seen its fair share of death and tragedy. From derailments to switching accidents to suicides, Norfolk Southern has a long and storied history of calamity and misfortune. But that could be said about any railroad or railroad company. I mean, when you have a million tons of speeding metal flying down train tracks that pass through cities and tunnels, over crossroads and bridges, you're bound to have a few accidents. The devastating catastrophes that plague this particular stretch of railway is not attributed to accidents or fellow de say, but instead is believed to be caused by the odious creature that haunts it. This mythical, mysterious, and murderous monster is known as the Popelick Monster, named after the area that it is said to dwell, or the Goatman. It is a bipedal humanoid beast that is said to stand six to seven feet tall, 
with the misshapen torso and arms of a man, long and crooked goat legs complete with cloven hooves and a tail, and a great horned head in the shape of a goat or sheep. It's easy to see why this creature would be feared simply because of its menacing and sinister visage. But unlike the majority of cryptids, some of which we've already covered, that are content and even prefer to leave us well enough alone, this creature is much more akin to the malevolent and vicious Wendigo. It is driven not only by a need to kill, but also a desire to. This has been proven time and time again, not only by the numerous deaths that have occurred on the Pope Lick Trestle, as recently as May of 2019 when a young girl and her friend, determined to suss out the truth behind this local legend, climbed the scaffold-like structure and began to cross. The girl, 15-year-old Savannah Bright, perished that night and her friend ended up in the ICU for months. Police, parents, and neighbors are fed up with and at a loss as to why these deaths keep occurring. Why do people still insist on going into these woods and climbing this 100-foot-tall bridge in the middle of the night? And also by the gruesome unexplained deaths and dismembered bodies that have been found in the area. The beast is said to have hypnotic powers. It is able to seduce its victims telepathically from any distance, as is the case with David Mee and Raquel Bain. They were from Ohio and ended up victims of the Pope Lick monster in Louisville, Kentucky. It is said that all it takes is a passing interest, just a spark of fascination, and he has you. He has been referred to as the Siren of Pope Lick. This obviously refers to the Sirens in Homer's The Odyssey, Book 12, where Odysseus encounters beautiful maidens off the coast of what is now known as Italy near Naples on the rocks of Scylla. Homer describes these daughters of Forces as dangerous creatures that would lure sailors to their deaths by a beautiful and hypnotizing song. Of course, Odysseus, warned by the sorcerer Circe, was able to endure the siren song and survive his encounter by stuffing wax into his ears and tying himself to the mast of his ship as he passed. The public monster may be a variation of Siren, or at least possess certain similar attributes, as he often lures victims to their deaths by enticing them with the promise of thrills and adventure atop the trestle, only to be killed by a passing train that they do not hear or notice until it's too late. Although this may seem like an efficient and satisfactory way to kill, and by all accounts it is, it is not the Popelik monster's only way to kill, and it may not even be his preferred way. There have been reports of mutilated bodies and severed limbs just randomly appearing around the area. Many of these bodies and limbs are never claimed, but are reported to have been caused, you ready? By a sharp-edged tool such as an axe or a machete. Oh. Wait for it. In many instances, the creature is described as carrying an axe or hatchet. Though this is no ordinary thing, it is speculated that the axe that this goat man wields is none other than Labrus. Labrus is the mystical axe that Hephaestus used when he ruptured the head of Zeus to cure him of a great headache. Labrus came down upon the head of Zeus, splitting his headache, and out came a full-grown Athena. This theory is more than just speculation, though as it directly ties into the idea that the creature is some long-lost descendant of the Sirens of old. This is a pretty powerful being for just some random cryptid in the middle of the US. At least that's what we thought 
until we did a little more research and started seeing the comparisons between this, the Popelik monster, and the Maryland Goatman. The Maryland Goatman is an axe-wielding, bipedal humanoid, half-man, half-goat creature that roams the back roads of Beltsville, Maryland. Okay, so what? Just another cryptid. Save it for another chapter, right? Wrong. If you do your due diligence here, as I have done, you'll soon find the breadcrumb trail leading to the Lake Worth monster just outside of Fort Worth, Texas. This monster is, you guessed it, half man, half goat beast that hunts and kills in the Lake Worth and Greer Island area it is also said to wield an axe and possess hypnotic powers. Stay with me, people. What do these three goatmen have in common outside of the obvious? Well, they are the only three axe-wielding bipedal humanoid goatmen in the United States. Also, if you point out their locations on a U.S. map, you will get a near straight line from Lake Worth, Texas, through Louisville, Kentucky, all the way to Maryland. A straight line. So what, right? Wrong again, fool. Listen. That straight line just happens to land smack dab on one of the most prevalent ley lines in the United States. Holy crap. I hope you're keeping up. Okay, so we have three goatmen in the United States. Uh-huh. They're sprinkled throughout the United States, three of them. But if you connect where their haunts are, where they live, it's a straight line. Fascinating. Okay. If you look at the ley lines in the United States, the line of Goatman lands directly on the most powerful ley line in the United States. Well, then I think it's important to note, let's get into what a ley line is. You're not, you're not ready for what's happening. You're, I don't you're, think I am ready. You're not ready. Yeah, but let's let let us continue. Let us continue. A ley line is a mystical, magical line between two or more points that carry with it earth energies from sacred and important sites or locations such as Stonehenge, the Egyptian pyramids, and the Great Wall of China. The powerful lines are all across the globe and they are all connected by the energies and magics of the earth. Now, the particular line that these three goatmen all seem to touch is special because it actually crosses the Pacific Ocean and connects to a sacred place of worship on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. This location will come up again as we discuss it in great detail in the upcoming Friday the 13th chapter. The true beginning of Friday the 13th came in 1307 when King Philip IV of France had his officers arrest hundreds of the Knights Templar. The Knights Templar, or simply the Templars, were, or some believe still are, a military order established in 1119 at Temple Mount in Jerusalem. They were also known as the Poor Fellow Soldiers of Christ, and of the Temple of Solomon or the Order of Solomon's Temple. They were among the most skillful fighters and heavily associated with the Crusades. That, and rumored initiation practices along with many, many secrets made them a feared and often mistrusted organization. King Philip IV was in great depth and leaped upon the opportunity to play upon the public's growing mistrust of the Templars, while at the same time ridding himself of the nuisance. He had them arrested, tortured until they gave false testimony, and then burned at the stake. He did all this under the guise of eliminating a criminal organization, but really it was to eliminate his debt and his enemies. 
One of the main atrocities that the Templars were accused of was worshipping the half-goat, half-man god Baphomet. Baphomet is known as the Sabbatic Goat and represents the equilibrium of opposites. It represents balance, but is steeped in pagan ritual and religion. The name Baphomet comes up multiple times in the recorded confessions that were forced and tortured out of the Templars when they were tried for apostasy. Part of the initiation rites of the order was apparently the sacrifice to and worship of Baphomet. According to Michelet in his History of France, all the provinces, they had idols, that is to say heads, some of which had three faces, others but one, sometimes it was a human skull, that in their assemblies, and especially in their grand chapters, they worshipped the idol as a god, as their savior, saying that this head could save them, that it bestowed on the order all its wealth, made the trees flower, and the plants of the earth to sprout forth. An ancient text was found near the site with the words, Adore this head. This head is your god and your Mahomet inscribed within. Mahomet is the old French word for Baphomet. Baphomet is the titular goat's head that we so often think of when we think of the occult and its pentagram or goat head. He often appears in tarot or items associated with the witch's sabbath as a goat with a candle between its horns according to medieval witchcraft records. Now, I know you're all incredibly tired of listening to this by now and are super bored with this exasperating, tendential nonsense. But bear with me a moment or two longer. I promise we're getting there. Uh, that was sarcasm. This stuff is gold. You should worship us. According to ancient Greek historian Herodotus, Baphomet is the goat of Mendes, or goat god, and is depicted with a goat's face and legs. This goat of Mendes is a pivotal figure within the cosmology of Thelema. That should sound familiar to you. And here's where I need you all to hold on to your hats. It all I'm so excited. It all ties together right here. The mystical order of Thelema was created by none other than the one and only Aleister Crowley. Yes, that Aleister Crowley, the wickedest man in the world. That Aleister Crowley. In book four of his magnum opus, Magic, Crowley says this of Baphomet that he is the hieroglyph of arcane perfection, which resembles balance. What occurs above, so reflects below, or as we commonly know it, as above, so below. Baphomet is a powerful deity to be sure, and he also has been known to wield a mighty glaive named the Heart Cleaver. What is a glaive, you may ask? It's an ax. Baphomet uses the power of the ley lines to travel from the place of its birth on the Temple Mountain, Jerusalem, across the ocean to the United States, and takes on the form of these local legendary cryptids. The pagan god of balance and ancient Greek deity Baphomet, imbued with ancient powers of mind-altering, telepathic seduction, and carrying the god-splitter, Heart Cleaver, roams the backwoods of the rural United States. There is no other explanation for the power and brutality that is regularly on display at the Popelic Trestle. But it isn't just here in Kentucky. We've already established that he is able to use the ley lines to travel between Kentucky, Texas, Maryland, and back home to Jerusalem. But if we follow the ley lines and the trails of broken and bloodied corpses, my hunch is that we would find even more evidence of Baphomet's activities and even more urban legends about the malicious and menacing Goatman. How about that? I 
First off, disappointed I did not wear my Baphomet t-shirt today. I am pretty uh, disappointed at that as well. Yeah, so just want to throw that out there. Yeah. Um, secondly, badass. If you you can look it up online, so look up you know a flat world map, right? Uh-huh. So you got the states, and then you got over in Europe. You know, you, so you've got everything laid out. Then look up a map of ley lines. Okay, put that on top of the map of the world, and you'll see where the ley lines connect. Ley lines connect all the way from Texas to Jerusalem. Which is fascinating. It was so crazy once I was able to figure it out. I was trying to figure out why is there, first of all, why is there only three yeah. evidences of this half man, half goat cryptid that wields an axe? It's, it's just kind of weird to me. So then we had to follow it. We had to follow the ley lines. Once I found the ley lines, we had to follow the ley lines to see where they ended up. They ended up in Jerusalem. What's in Jerusalem? The Templars. What do the Templars get accused of? Worshipping Baphomet. What is Baphomet? A half goat, half man, God that wields an axe. There's your mind blowing story for the day. Your uh, your lore, your legend. Pretty that epic. Is, that is like so cool. Yeah, pretty crazy. I want to know I, if anybody else knew this. That I want to know because I had no idea that there was a connection between our um, infamous goat man, which I yeah. have heard of and seen of. I mean. Uh, many of you that, if you do watch Ghost Adventures, which I shamelessly do, sure, they did an episode where they were in an area trying to find the Goat right. Man. Right. Uh, no, you I, see that. You see that meme all the time from that yeah. from that episode with yeah, the yeah, Goat yeah. Man and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So all it, it takes it, is a little bit more digging, and you can find where those three are connected. Okay, how are they connected? They're connected by the ley lines. Right. Okay, where does this ley line end up? Oh, hello. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, Baphomet, Templars, Crusades, bam. Thank you so much. I th- Thank you, Micah, you for know, collecting such epic information and delivering it, because I have learned something huge today, and yeah. I hope everybody else did, too, because this hope is they did fascinating. Too. Yeah, I hope they enjoyed it. I hope they learned something. Well, that does it for this week's chapter of Icker and Ink. I hope you enjoyed it. Please remember to hit that thumbs up button and subscribe to the channel if you want more content like this. Hit the bell to be notified when new content drops. It drops every Wednesday and Friday. For all of our amazing listeners, watchers out there, we ask that you share the channel with one person this week. We would greatly appreciate it. Do you have a suggestion for a creepy story? If you do, email it to us at ickerninkpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know if we can give you a shout out or if you'd like to remain anonymous. Shout out to Michelle Piper at mpiper underscore writes on Instagram. She is one of us and you could be too. We do have merch. We have hoodies, t-shirts, coffee mugs. They are comfy, sexy, and enchanted with magic. So get you something and represent the show. We have a Patreon. If you would like to help support us financially, we do like to give back there with some uh, some background videos, some giveaways, some, some things like that. So it's fun. Check it out if you want to. Until next time, I've been Micah. I've been Chelsea. Together we have been Icker and Ink, and you have been a beautiful audience. Good night. Good night.